Afternoon. Yes, welcome back to the Love In with me, your genial host, uh, Luke Morris. I'm afraid um, I must apologise for the amount of time I've been away, uh, over a year or something, I'm not counting. Although I'm aware some people are from some messages I've received through email asking where the hell I am and what I think I'm up to and whether I've actually got anything better to do in my puny life than uh, fill everyone's gaming lives with uh, with a sphere of happiness and uh, I'm afraid that this year I have had some important stuff to uh, do for those of you that don't know I am now a legal alien living in Nagoya in Japan um, taking some work there uh, teaching children in after-school clubs I'm teaching them English which is rather amusing as my own grasp is somewhat rusty and getting rustier by the day. Um, so I am in the land of the rising sun with my dear wife. I didn't leave her at home. She refused to stay and uh, we had a blazing row about it that lasted a good few days before I agreed to let her come as carry-on luggage as long as I could stow her away in the overhead locker for the length of the flight. So I could sit there and watch um, the latest Hollywood blockbuster on my uh, video screen on the aeroplane without her interrupting like she normally does at home. So uh, anyway, I do apologise, and uh, that was a lovely two minutes worth of uh, prattling on to fill a bit of dead time about why, why I'm here. So anyway, what have I got for you today? Um, there's a few of the usual kind of segments. Um, most of uh, it's sort of could be centred around... Uh, my uh, main segment for today, which is uh, 10 new ways to make gaming friends. Yes, I'm over here. I uh, need to make new gaming friends. All my old gaming friends are back in the UK, whether it's Richard, who I played with uh, on and off on sort of a weekly basis, or whether it's uh, Hibbert and the rest of the uh, Into the Gamescape crew, who uh, sadly I shall not be seeing um, at conventions or other times like I used to. So I need to make new gaming friends, and so I've come up with my own top ten ways of making such friends. Um, I guess I should point out here that um, if you have children listening, as you normally know, I try not to be rude, and I, I don't swear in life anyway. Um, but um, segment ten, um, so number ten on the segment um, has um, a link to it about uh, the film, which. Um, Indecent Proposal, I think the film's called, so just bear in mind, uh, listen through it once, check that uh, your kid's all right um, age-wise and maturity-wise to uh, be okay with an indecent proposal kind of thing. Uh, also, um, it should be a game um, this week is um, based um, around the 60s. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving my secrets away here. You're not going to listen until later on now. But, um, I have to warn that it does include references to hippies, which, uh, quite frankly, is terrifying. But um, I couldn't avoid it when talking about the 60s, so I do apologise about that. 
I am also going to talk about my new Discovery of the Week, a game which uh, I have managed to play in Japan. I've been to a, a gaming club in Japan once uh, so far. Uh, me and the wife uh, wandered in after being tipped off by our friendly local game store owner. And uh, we wandered in and every head turned to look at us in a in a Wild West saloon style as if I was the lone gunman out to uh, shoot some people and uh, carry some women away with me. Um, not that there are any women in the room. Uh, everyone seemed to be 30, 40 and 50 year old Japanese men. Uh, probably about 85% of them uh, wearing nice thick glasses, which is always a good sight to see um, in a gaming room. But they were very friendly and uh, a couple of the guys taught us this new game, which uh, as a little uh, tip off for later in the show, is not very new at all. Uh, I've never really wanted to play it, but they uh, offered to teach it to us in uh, very limited English. So who was I to refuse? I'm a, I'm a polite and uh, kindly and generous fellow, and it would have been wrong of me to do so. And uh, keeping on the slightly cheesy theme of uh, where I live now, I guess I'm going to look at uh, some Japanese gaming resolutions I'm going to make over here. And uh, if you've never played some of these games, I'm going to resolve to play. Hey, let's uh, make a resolution together to uh, play them all in a big, happy bundle of uh, gaming life leading up to Christmas. And uh, we'll all come out of it as better people. Um, anyway, as it's been a year or so, um, I'm a bit worried that some of you may have lost your devotion to the show. This is uh, due in no small part to my laziness, um, and quite frankly, you deserve a greater leader and uh, podcaster than I. And so I'm sure some of you may have jumped ship onto uh, newer or uh, more um, on-running podcasts, and quite right too. But I think now's the time that I'm back, and I think we all need to take a new pledge of allegiance to me so uh, if you are anywhere where you can do this i.e. not driving um, if you're at work that's fine I can't see a reason why you can't do this um, I'd like you to uh, stand up and put one hand in the air um, sort of palm out not too high not too sort of a Nazi-ish or anything like that just kind of at head level as if you were uh, joining the scouts or something like that and uh, I'm standing up now and uh, I need you to repeat after me. Uh, a loud voice shows your true love for the show. And uh, that would be wonderful. The louder the better. Um, so here we go. Hands ready. I do solemnly swear. To uh, listen to the happy, happy board game loving with all my heart. And with all my strength, I resolve to bring love and happiness to all those gaming around me on the good ship board game, wherever she may sail. Yeah, nice ping there to finish off. That was beautiful. Uh, you can all sit down again. Um, if any of you are getting strange looks, then email me your your funny stories of getting strange looks at work while taking oaths to my uh, usual email address. Uh, this is a good chance to refresh people's memory. It's hamster of fury, all one word. So that's H-A-M-S-T-E-R-O-F-F-U-R-Y at hotmail.com. Remember, there's no P in hamster. Oh, it's so annoyed. 
Do you remember that hamster dance website from years ago uh, that some girl created that had an annoying song, Little Hamsters Dancing? She spelled it with a P, and since then people have thought that you saw a hamster with a P in the middle. It's so... Oh, it makes me so angry, and I have to return to board games to bring happiness levels up whenever I think of it. So anyway, uh, on with the show. Ooh, 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 the new discovery of the week. So I thought I would uh, start the main segments of the show with uh, something that's at least vaguely board game uh, related. Those of you that are listening to the f- for the first time, hello. Uh, that's a little wave out and a shout out to you guys that are listening there in uh, in Radio Land. Um, yeah, this uh, podcast does look at board games, but it looks at it in a in a cheerful manner. Um, a couple of people have messaged me saying they don't like my style, so fair enough. You know, there's some really good podcasts out there that are pretty serious, some really good ones where the people really, really know what they're talking about, thousands of games, and honestly, um, like, Insta Gamescape, the guys are brilliant, their uh, discussion is fantastic, Little Wooden Cubist with uh, Charlie Eastman's Funny, and that's well worth um, jaunting through his uh, back catalogue, and like, if you want to know lots about games and listen to a guy that knows a lot about games, uh, the Dice Tower is, is a great place to start, uh, I don't try to uh, stand up alongside those at all, to ever be mentioned in the same breath as any of those uh, would leave me with some kind of heart attack. Um, as once uh, put, I do feel like the daily star of podcasts, and I'm happy just to be a little bit off the wall. But I do try and look at some board games sometimes, and uh, so today we're looking at uh, the Discovery of the Week. It's only the second one I've done. It was a new uh, segment back in, back in the day uh, when I decided that Modern Art was a fantastic game uh, after playing it for the first time. And uh, the other week I played a game that's been around since the uh, since it feels like 1432 and uh, designed by the uh, Count of Saxonburg as he was then at uh, Sid Saxon. And uh, this game uh, involves building hotel chains uh, or other businesses. I think it changes from... Uh, version to version. It's been reprinted about 77 times, I think, at last count. It was something like that. Um, and uh, it's just been reprinted again. Uh, some people aren't too happy with the new reprint. I've not seen it. It's a game called Acquire. Um, basically, it's kind of a, an economic game um, where you have you take tiles into your hands and you lay them on a board, depending on which uh, sort of number and letter coordinate you get. And you... Uh, increase the sizes of hotels and you uh, try and take over by shares in them and then try and get hotels to take over each other and if the hotel if one hotel is taken over by the other one if you've got shares in the smaller one you get a payout it's beautiful so you're constantly trying to build a hotel to a decent size get it taken over make sure you've got shares in hotels get shares while they're cheap when the hotels are small and then you can cash them in for loads when the hotel gets big and it's all a big happy, joyous, business-style adventure. It's uh, probably just as fun as real-life business and acquisition um, is generally. Um, I've never been interested as that as a job or a career, and I probably don't have the brain or acumen for it, but this game puts it across in a nice way in sort of about 90 minutes. Uh, Me and the wife played it with uh, two Japanese guys, uh, sorry, three Japanese guys, who 
Um, it's their, sort of one of their favourite games. It's quite big in Japan um, as far as sort of hobby board games goes. Um, you can get it in most of their sort of specialist game shops, um, much more so than uh, the one I used to go to the UK and never had it in. Um, their copy was well thumbed and was starting to come apart the edges, but that's okay. And uh, they, they sort of introduced it well. And uh, to be fair, I've never had interest in playing it. But uh, it's really good, actually. I think I'll give it a 7, uh, which is a rating I normally give a game if I like and um, would like to play again. Uh, don't think it'll ever become a favourite game, but you know, I'm willing to give it some try. So uh, if I ever come across anyone with it again, I'll happily play it. Um, it looks quite bleak when I first set it up. It's like a blackboard, and it looked like uh, something uh, from a very long time ago and looked quite, uh, I don't know, the theme might have been there, but it felt quite, on first look, I thought it would be quite um, unexciting. But actually, the in, it was very interesting as you're trying to get the hang of it. Unfortunately, the wife got the wrong end of the stick in the first round, and uh, she never caught up. She came last by quite a long way. I think I managed to fight my way into third, which I was quite pleased about in the end. But they started ganging up on me because I was winning after a couple of rounds by pure luck. And uh, ended up losing by quite a lot. But Acquire, for those of you that haven't, seen it. Where have you been all this time? Um, it's worth looking at. So yeah, my discovery of the week is Acquire, a fine piece of work and uh, still stands up to scrutiny even 300 years after its creation. It's the feature, the feature of the week, the feature of the show, the feature for all of us. <laughs> Friends! I have them. Lots of people have them, but you may not. It's important to make new friends for games. There's only so many solo games around. And so, uh, with the kindness of my own heart, I've decided to compile a list of uh, ten ways to make new gaming friends. I, uh, I've used a couple of these before, and I fully intend to use the others over the coming month uh, to make myself irresistible to both men and women alike, purely on a friendship basis. Mind you, these will not help you to find a partner. These will not help you to find a soulmate, but a gaming buddy, a pal, a chum. You never know. So, uh, without further ado, let's get started uh, with number one. I'm not going ten to one. You see, it's not a countdown. It's just one to ten. So, let's try that again. Number one. So, number one. Do you ever feel that uh, sometimes when you're playing a game, it's uh, dragging on a little bit? Uh, people get up, uh, they excuse themselves, go to the loo, uh, take their time, sort themselves out, come back. It sort of slows the time. Uh, uh, Let's try that again. Slows the game down a little bit. Uh, well, there is one way you can uh, get around this. Uh, when you're playing a game and suddenly uh, that urge in your bladder starts to tremble, uh, you look down guiltily at the number of empty pint glasses in front of you. Uh, Empty uh, soda bottles, as uh, as you Americans say, um, littered left, right and centre around you, and you feel the need to go to the loo. Oh no, and it's your turn as well. You would uh, try and concentrate on carrying on, but you can't. You need to go, so you excuse yourself. Now, you see, if you take too long, the people at the table aren't going to like it. You're not going to make any new friends that way, just enemies. So my hint to you is, go to the loo. Yeah, sure, go, you've got to go. But come back. Don't wash your hands. That takes too long. Come back without washing your hands. It's cool. If it's someone else's game, they'll understand. Uh, because 
the game's got to be sped up. That's the most important thing. Keep the game coming. Keep the game coming. So uh, come back. Don't bother washing. Don't bother drying. Get back. Maybe a a, a later date. Uh, if you've noticed your hands a little bit wet still from the the toilet, you can sort of gently laugh it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to the loo. Uh, it's always all fun. People don't mind. So uh, number one, if you need to go to the loo, don't wash your hands. Right. We need to speed up the game here first and foremost to make friends. So don't bother washing your hands. Number two. Number two. You know, you've been invited around someone's house. This is brilliant. Uh, by speeding up the game through not washing your hands repeatedly, people like you. They they know that you respect them and the, and the concept of game. Um, and they might invite you back to their house for some more games. Um, and if you're a guest, it's good to take snacks or something like that. Um, snacks can range from very boring, dry snacks, biscuits or some, uh, just some kind of very dried out, crumbly, uh, wrapper based uh, materials and substances. Um, the best snacks, I can think of the best snacks, fried chicken, fried chicken, brilliant, ah, oh, crisps, oh man, oh, I like, got uh, nachos dripping in, so guacamole and things like that so take those things don't worry about those dry things they've got loads of them in the house take nice greasy snacks people love greasy snacks playing the game you know it's okay they expect their game to um, get finger marks on it shows sign of a game that's been loved and uh, played many times so uh, if you take greasy snacks with you uh, chicken ah fried chicken is brilliant take that with you to their house and uh, you'll make new gaming friends in no time Number three. So, number three. You know, if you're playing a game that's got loads of cards uh, that might have uh, events on, might be uh, your character traits, something like that, uh, you might have come across a way in the game of uh, finding out how best to how best to win, you know, a good tactic, a way around an event or something like that. Um, and it's good to... Uh, let a friend know for future reference um, how they can win some more. You know, friends like to be told and tipped off on ways to win games. So when they're playing with their other friends, who of course by now aren't quite as good of friends as you are, um, they like to be able to win and sort of look good in the process. So if, if you're playing a friend's game and uh, you've got some cards there that you're looking through and you've found out a way to best perform in the game, why not uh, annotate on the cards with a biro? Um, important information about uh, about how best to uh, to use this card. Uh, your friends will love it. Next time they open the game and they sort of shuffle the cards out and they get one there and uh, they get a card on it and they're like, how am I going to get through this? And they suddenly notice you've written something in Byron on it, like how best to uh, use this card or something. That's brilliant. They're gonna they're gonna sort of drift off into a haze of happiness for a little while at the table, put their head in their hands and dreamy look out glad of the day they met you, that you could uh, help them even when you're not present. That's beautiful. Oh. Number four. Number four. No one likes someone that's quiet. People distrust lurkers. If you just sit there at a table, stony-faced and uh, sort of shiftily glancing at people and keeping stum, uh, no one's going to like you. It's suspicious, man. Uh, silence is suspicious. You always suspect the person who says nothing. Therefore, keep up a constant chatter, right? Keep a friendly persona, um, blah, 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 blah. If you've got nothing better to say, just say anything. 
talk about the game, you know, hey, those Cubs, how are they doing, huh? Or something. Everyone talks about the Cubs, uh, apparently. Um, so just bring it up in conversation. Keep it going. Constant chatter. If it's game related, if it's not, it don't matter. Ask questions. Why are you doing this? What What are you doing this for? If you're doing this, why aren't you doing this? You could be a, you could be ruining their game instead of a ruining mine. You know, why are you going there? Haven't you seen this? But it's better for you. You'll get more points this way. Brilliant. You know, offer advice constantly. People love someone that's talkative and open. Um, I know this every time I play. I keep up a constant chatter and uh, I get admiring smiles from people. They whisper to each other, probably about how wonderful I am and, and sort of give, passing my name on to other people to uh, game with me. So I think that's a good one. Keep up a constant chatter, ask questions, offer advice constantly. Number five. Number five. You see uh, a friend playing a game with you and maybe there's another couple of guys there. They're not really your friends. You don't owe them anything. They're just sort of one guy you've just met that day, you've shaken his hand, he's been a bit gruff, eyed you a bit suspiciously. Uh, the other one has a strange smell that uh, puts you off a little bit and you've already asked to move places with one of the others to be as far away from them as possible. So you don't owe the other two anything, just your mate. Uh, so if he's going to lay a piece down, maybe you say through the desert, he's looking at um, closing in an area, and uh, he lays one of his uh, lovely little pastel camels down um, by an oasis, and you think, oh, hang on, that's not his best move. That's not his best move, you know. Someone's going to sneak around there and uh, stop him from being able to block off an area. You need to tell him. You need to stop the game and say, excuse me, before anyone else takes a go, you shouldn't have done that, you should do this. Give them the best move. Suggest it. Be insistent about it. Um, he will thank you for it. It's nice to have two eyes, uh, two pairs of eyes instead of one, someone looking out for him. You feel like someone's watching his back. That's good, man. That's good if someone's got your back in a game situation. So, uh, suggest the best move. If he doesn't, go for it. Insist it, you know. Make your voice more insistent. You really should do this, really, really. The other guys, they don't mind. They, they know the relationship you've got with this other guy. They're happy for you to um, work together. In a way, they, they they expect to come sort of third and fourth in the game. You know, they're cool with that. Winning's not everything after all, so they're fine. It's good for your friends. So always suggest the best move in an insistent voice. Number six. Oh, humour. <laughs> oh, we all have a good laugh, don't we? And uh, sometimes you can get some good laughs at the board gaming table. Um... They say laughter's the best medicine. Uh, laughter is a good way to people's hearts. And uh, friendships thrive on laughter and joking. Practical jokes. Oh, you got me. Oh, you cheeky sly one. So uh, we can bring that to the gaming table. So you've been playing a big card-heavy game. Something maybe that's big. Maybe Twilight Imperium that's big. Or uh, something that has a lot of cards in it. Um... You know, they're all laid out on the table through the ages or something, you know. Something that's just got loads of cards. People have got them all lined up very carefully. And it's getting towards the end of the game. You've uh, invested three, four, five hours in the game. People have got their everything lined up exactly right. It's coming to an end. You're pretty much certain who's going to win anyway. Even if you don't, it doesn't matter. Um, wait until maybe the last turn, the last two turns, and then uh, sort of a, maybe a, point out the window and say, look over there, ah, there's something amazing over there, and people turn and then mix up the cards, oh, oh people will laugh, 
if they look back and the cards are just a big mess and you can be, oh, I tricked you, I pranked you all and uh, oh, you'll laugh together. Four hours of hard work needs a good laugh, needs payoff. That sense of cathartic relief that comes from humour, uh, more so than uh, actually finishing the game. So, uh, yeah, mix up cards. Whether people are looking, if they're still looking, still mix them up a bit. You know, if they try and grab your arm, explain to them. It's just doing it for fun. People understand. People like funny guys. That's why you always have the class clown. You know, at school, he'd always get uh, told off. He'd always be sent out of class. But people love him. He's funny. That can be you. You might not have anything else to give to your friends. You might not be smart. You might smell a bit funny. You might be that funny smelling guy. You can be the funny one. So mix up the cards. It's brilliant. Great idea. Number seven. Uh, so you're following on from the uh, practical joke theme. If uh, you're at a friend's house, uh, you know he's got a fine games collection. He's shown it off to you, you know, taking you through into his specially made gaming room uh, with his gaming table, maybe, and, uh, you know, ever, uh, maps of board games hung up on the wall. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Uh, and uh, you're downstairs supping a, a cup of tea or coffee or maybe a beer with him and maybe a couple of other guys. You're going to start some games later on. Uh, pretend to go to the loo. So, you know, you it's not school. You don't have to put your hand excuses off, but uh, a little, I'm just going to go to the loo there, mate, if that's all right with you. Uh, we'll sort of take away suspicion from you. Uh, when you go, when you're outside, nip upstairs to that room or whatever. And then uh, switch the contents of some games around. Oh, man, this is brilliant. I've done this a few times. It's always gone down very well. Um, say uh, maybe I've gone into a room, had a little look around, switched over primordial soup and uh, the maca inside. Ooh, swapped all the inserts of the box and that, and then uh, side of the back out. Uh, make sure to flush the toilet so people uh, think you've actually gone. And so I've come back into the room whistling, <laughs> and then uh, asked to play one of the games. I said, yeah, I really feel like playing primordial soup tonight, and there uh, they are. They'll say, fine, sure, if you really want to. And uh, I'll sort of bring the box down. He might shake it a little bit to think why it feels a little bit different to normal. But um, I'm sure he won't be suspicious at this point. Get the game down. Everyone's set. ready for Pokemon Odyssey. He opens the box. <laughs> oh, man. Do Mac accounters. That's funny. Oh, they'll be laughing about that. That's a brilliant joke. You just played on them there. Um, as an aside, if, uh, if the new contents don't quite fit, then just squish them in a bit. So, for example... You've got a, a smaller game like Carcassonne, and uh, you want to get all the bits in from a from sort of a peace-heavy game, and, you know, like Twilight Imperium, for example, or Memoir 44, or Battle Law, or something like that. You might need to squish them in a bit. Uh, you don't want to spend too long arranging everything best you can. Just sort of tip it in, push the box down a bit hard, and that'll be even funnier. Because when they open it up, everything will spring out. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting my Battle Law in the, in the Lost Cities box. What's going on here? The confusion and the humour will uh, win you new fan respect and new friends, definitely. That's my guarantee. Number eight. So, uh, <clears throat> number eight. Who watches Heroes here? Stick your hands up in the air. Oh, we love a bit of Heroes, don't we? The old Peter Petrelli. Oh, it's beautiful. A fine programme which I'm missing. Um, over here, it was just into its second series in the UK. Uh, we're a bit behind the US, and I had to come over. Oh, I was so angry. But anyway, everyone loves heroes. Um, everyone loves hero, of course. And he's got a fine catchphrase, so uh, we can incorporate this into games. 
Um, I like to, uh, when I win a game well, I like to uh, stand up, jump off the ground and say, yeah, I've solved this game, I've solved this game. And I know that a few of you guys do as well. People like that. They like to know the game's been solved through uh, way of play. And it doesn't at all rub in your victory. But uh, we can make this heroes theme as well, I reckon. And not just when you win the game. After every good move, jump up with uh, both hands in the air and shout, Yatta! Which means, sort of, I win, I'm the winner, I've done well. Yatta! People love it. It goes down well in Japan, in the classroom. Uh, so I think it would go down well in the board game environment. Maybe at a conference where there's lots of tables around. Um, seeing you jump up every uh, couple of minutes will let people know that you're having a good time and that the game you're involved in is fun. People who want to track you down to play more games with you. So uh, try it next time. Make a good move. Yatta! That's that. Yatta! For uh, those of you that can't understand that. So there we go. Hands in the air. Celebrate. You're winning. Yeah! People love a happy person. People love a winner. So go for that. That's number eight. Number nine. Number nine. Let's say we're back in this group again with your mate, the, uh, the slightly stinky fella. And uh, a suspicious guy that uh, gave you a really strange handshake and uh, looked at your shoes with a snarl on his face when they came into the room. Um, you, you owe them nothing, even if they are your mates. You know, you've got strange mates, but they could be your mates. And uh, you've got in your life, you have lots of friends, but you can only have one best friend. Girls know this. Uh, at school, there'd be a, a group of three girls. Uh, they'd normally be that's what it's out. They'd normally be the attractive one, but unattainable. There'd be the uh, sort of the relatively attractive one who um, was uh, was more attainable. Um, you'd normally try and go through her to get to the attractive one. Uh, the attractive one hated you, so you kind of talk the middle one. And then there'd be the fat one, but she was really funny, but she was fat. You know, now I'm I'm beyond this. I have evolved beyond the realm of fat and thin and uh, for, uh, boring and funny. Um, but as a kid, you know, you're like she's fat. She's beautiful, but she won't talk to me. At least she can have a joke with the fat one. And that, this group of three girls was a, a stereotype in uh, English classrooms up and down, up and down the country. Um, but these friends, from what I know now from uh, being married, is that um, on a week-to-week basis, you know, they're saying three's a company. Um, three's a crowd, even two's a company. Three's a crowd. And one week... Two of them be the best friends, say the really attractive one and the uh, the attainable one, the sort of middly one. Um, they'd be really good friends, and the uh, fat one would kind of troll along a little bit behind them. And then the next week, they'd have a little bit of a falling out, and the fat one and the uh, attractive one would be good friends, and the other one would kind of float to the edge of the uh, friendship. And then the next week, it'd change all again. And uh, you can only have, have one good friend. Girls have proved that, and uh, in life, girls prove a lot of things that we need to pay more attention to. Um, so... In gaming, you can't be friends with everyone. You can be mates, but you can't be best friends. So you need to focus on one good friend at a time. And this is why in games you should always make a move that helps the same person. Some call it king-making, but no, you see, because you can help it even if they're last. Help them to come second last. You know, don't necessarily make moves that are bad on you, but if you can have a move that's good for you and good for someone else, always the same person. Always, 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 always. What's the point in having three relatively good mates we can have two guys that are like, eh, but one really good guy. You know, the kind of guy you can sit on the, the bonnet of your car and uh, drink a ginger beer together while watching the sunset or something like that. That's what you need. You're one good mate. 
So always make a move that helps the same person. They'll be your friend for life. The others don't mind. The others expect it. They're doing the same. It's dog eat dog out there. You ask the fat girl. She knows what I'm talking about. Number ten. So you're playing Settlers of Catan. You may want uh, a wood, a sheep and an oar. You know, he needs it to win. And your mates and that. But you don't really want to help him out too much. Uh, these things come at a cost. So offer him that indecent proposal. I'll give you wood, sheep and all, for a night with your wife. Uh, his wife won't mind if she's a gamer. She understands the importance of games. And your friend gets to win the games. Brilliant. Everyone loves to win Settlers of Catan. And get wood, sheep and all in one turn. This is fantastic. So go for that. Offer him the indecent proposal. I'll give you that wood, sheep and all. But I want one night with your wife. If your friend's a female, um, ask for one night with her husband. Uh... I, you know, I didn't, I didn't say his plan was foolproof, but it's a plan nonetheless. And, you know, I'm at number ten now. I've run out of ideas. I think it might work. If the other nine don't work, you might as well give this one a try because you've got nothing else to lose, have you? So there we go. Ten new ways to make gaming friends. Uh, I intend to try at least seven of them. Um, you can make your own mind up as to which uh, seven I try. And uh, I think we could all try this together. In a way, like another new resolution. It could be taken from almost the Buddhist principle where uh, you could be a full game of friend by taking ten. Or, you know, you can pick eight of them to uh, attain some kind of enlightenment. Or, you know, four for mid or two if you're just sort of a beginner at making new friends. So I want everyone to try at least two of those and report back to me. You know, I think we can make a lot of friends here. This is a friendly, this is a friendly uh, hobby. There's so much scope to make new friends, and we're just missing out by our own stupidity and our own lack of knowledge. I see myself as a fountain pouring out knowledge to you. So uh, there we go. Ten new ways to make gaming friends. It should be a game. Hippies. Everybody loves them with their beautiful long hair there. Flowers round their head, their long caftans and their love beads. What's not to love? I reckon the 1960s should be a game. I think we can make a good game about the 1960s. In England, it was out of the swinging, swinging 60s, the mini skirt. Oh, beautiful, the, uh, the mini car. In fact, everything mini in England. We were the kings of the mini in the 60s. You had, uh, you had beautiful flower power, man. Yeah, man, groovy. And uh, there were some darker sides to the 60s. And, of course, you would need to include these in the game. In fact, they'd be central to the game. But I think, just imagine the box now, the 60s, in that sort of beautiful, bubbly writing, some flowers on the box. Can you imagine this already? Game developers, take note. This is a winner. This is better than all the other ones I've done. The 60s is where it's at. So I reckon people should start the game as a fresh-faced graduate straight out of university or high school. Up to you, really. Don't know how that would be worked out, but that's your starting place. And the idea is you work, you live through the 60s, the decade, and the end of the game is uh, 1970. Uh, things are kind of still here, man, but uh, things are starting to get a bit more severe. And then, of course, through the 70s, things get a bit bleaker. You end up with uh, punk, brilliant, uh, into the early 80s, and in England, uh, it's all quite bleak for a few years uh, over that kind of period. But this is the 60s. We're not talking 70s or 80s. The 60s. People were... People say it's the best decade. I wasn't there. How do I know? Uh, I would need someone working from the outside to help me. 
So yeah, I think the game of the sixties should take you from being a fresh faced graduate to a ranting drugged up hippie in uh, ten years. Um the rules would be psychedelic, maybe on the nice smelling paper. Um I don't know how viable that would be to uh, print, but I think that'd be quite nice. Uh, the rules don't even need to make sense, really, because most of the stuff around them didn't. Um, they can be a lot of jingle jangle. Um, and it's just, it's the vibe. The vibe's more important than what actually happened. You know, they, at the end of the game, it don't matter. The game can be confusing, confusing as anything, because people that played it, even if they didn't understand it, will swear on everyone's life it is the best game they've ever played, even though they can't remember half of it. You know, it's just like the 60s, so uh, it'd be quite easy to do. It doesn't even need to be a good game, because people just say it's the best game. So there we go. The 1960s should be a game, man. It's all gone Pete Tong, you slag. Yes, Slag of the Week returns. It's the game uh, that I've played recently that I might like, maybe. You know, some have been. Let's look down this... Uh, this list of past uh, games and Petersburg used to like. Puerto Rico, uh, it's a love-hate relationship. Uh, industrial Waste, I don't like, fair enough. Pagrid, respect it, don't enjoy it. Taboo, uh, Six Nymphs, I like it at the right time. Good filler, man, good game. Uh, and this new one to join the list is Timbuktu, a game by Dirk Hen, published by uh, Queen Games uh, from 93. Uh, it's got cool little wooden camels that you lead across the desert and uh, stuff gets nicked off them on their way to Timbuktu. It's kind of a deduction game where um, you learn some information each stop to find out where you shouldn't put your camels because they'll get stuff nicked off them. Um, it's kind of a cool game. The scoring mechanic I like in that the uh, goods, the value you get for each good at the end of the game depend on how much of it's been nicked throughout. So the rarer something is at the end, the more it is. So, you know, there's gold and there's water. And either one can be more expensive. There's salt and there's pepper. Either one can be. So each game, things will end up costing different. So that's cool, man. I like that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and the good lady wife were blessed with uh, a guy called Marshall coming over from uh, the US. He's a, he's a board game geek uh, fellow. That's uh, boardgamegeek.com. Your number one home for board games and such related paraphernalia on the internet. Um, Nice guy from America, um, came over to Japan um, for a week or so, and uh, we kind of realised he was coming from some uh, emailing each other, and so we arranged to meet up. Uh, we met up, uh, for some reason decided it would be a good idea to play games that uh, tend to swing people both ways, or he's played before and he didn't like. So he played on the undergrounds, which he played before and didn't like, uh, me and the wife love. So we tried to bring the love of it to him. Don't know if it worked or not. Uh, Java, which um, has quite a good following, but then some people hate it for the analysis paralysis in it. And I got bitten hard by it in a couple of times. I don't normally, but I just sat there gibbering to myself for um, a little while. And uh, Timbuktu, which um, has received um, mixed messages from people who have played with it before. Some like it, some don't. I think it's different to what people expect. Because it is a deduction game, it's like a mystery game. Ooh, find out where you should and shouldn't put your camels. Um, so you play with a scrap of paper, keep note of where you can and where you can't. Um, 
It's a funny one. The rating for this game for me has slipped down each time I played it. The first time I played, um, I'd given it an eight. Yeah, it's, it was a fun game and it worked well. Next time, played it with a couple of guys um, that play quite slowly, and uh, it lost some fun for me. Then it slipped down to seven. And uh, now, after playing with Marshall, it's not his fault because uh, it's the first time he's played it, man. And uh, it's not my fault. Because I know how to play, and it's not the wife's fault. She knows how to play. It just didn't really work. It just didn't gel. I think three players, you've only got four steps to make. Um, the more players there are, the fewer camels you have, but there's some more turns. And it just didn't feel particularly exciting this time. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I'm a bit worried that every time I've played it, I've enjoyed it less. Uh, it might be a very short-lived game. Um and I'm worried about that as I've got it sitting uh, in my uh, bedroom at the minute in its, uh, in its beautifully sized box. But I feel a bit gutted if it's a bit, you know, if it's not so good anymore. Because uh, I pride myself on having games in my collection that I enjoy. And uh, to have a game that I rate a six in my collection is a bit worrying. So I think I need to give it another go. But for this week it is a slag. Because it deserves to be a slag. It's the worst game that I've played. It's no one's fault, I don't think. It's just the way it is. So Timbuktu, you're a slag. Hello, I'm Mike Hibbert from Into the Gamescape, and you're listening to the Happy Happy Board Game Loving, the daily star of gaming podcasts. And that was, of course, the beautiful, beautiful Mike Hibbert. Um, I just thought, to be honest, that you probably needed a break from my voice, so just chucked in uh, an old trailer, an advert from uh, back in the day to uh, break things up a little bit. Well done to those that still with me. Um, we've just got a few minutes remaining in this uh, first episode back, slightly shorter edition, uh, normally about an hour, but today I reckon about 45 minutes uh, will suffice. Anyway... Um, I was going to talk about my Japanese gaming resolutions, um, just as a, a welcome back exercise, really, uh, for those who are interested. Uh, there are three games that, since I've come over here, I really feel the need to play, and um, I welcome a lot of uh, feedback and information from people. Please, uh, see this as an interactive slot on the show. This is your chance to get those keyboard fingers working, and uh, email me. Uh, hamster of fury at hotmail.com um, with your views on the following games I want to play them all but I want to really uh, give quite a bit of time to one of them I've got um, some friends that will happily uh, play them with me uh, they've, they've sort of agreed to start them as well so uh, really I guess it's kind of a which game should I play uh, there are three uh, one is uh, Go which is quite unsurprising. Uh, it's been around a long time. Uh, it's generally rated very highly. It's very deep. You can play it for life, and uh, you never get to perfection. It's one of those games where someone that's good at it will always beat someone that's no good at it. It's uh, relatively basic, but it's very uh, elegant and uh, brain-burning um, as an abstract game. Um, so the first one is Go. That has a big following, I know. The second one is... Uh, uh, Japanese chess shogi. Uh, it's, it's quite easy to get in Japan in most of the sort of uh, general stores, like um, department stores and that. You can get cheap sets to start with before you uh, splash the cash on more expensive sets. That's been around a long time as well. It's in the public domain. 
Um, and it is a bit like uh, Western chess, I guess, in that you've got two sides uh, lining up against each other. But the cool thing that I like is that um, when you capture someone's piece, uh, you can sort of drop them onto the board later on as part of your army and sort of use them against them. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, uh, Shogi's the other one. It strikes me as something that I can get to grips with a bit quicker than Go. But uh, who knows? So Shogi's the other one. The third one is uh, more of a Chinese game, but it's quite big in Japan. Also, it's Mahjong. Uh, my parents used to play it quite a lot with their friends. I know you need four for it, but I've, I think I can scrape together three friends to play it. There's some beautiful sets um, over here that you can get relatively cheap. And I think for the pieces of Mahjong, uh, the tiles, you really need quite a nice set. Um, so re really, the all games you can really get into. I think Mahjong's the one that you can get into it the quickest. Uh, Go is probably at the other end. So I haven't got the time to play all three. So it's up to you guys. Which one's the best? Which one is your personal favourite? And which one do you reckon I should put the time into trying? So it's Go, Shogi and uh, Mahjong. So email me, as I said before, hamsterfury at hotmail.com and uh, let me know. You may be the greatest of all at one of those games. Please impart to me your wisdom. I'm your student. You are the teacher. Please uh, please tell me. Thank you very much. So anyway, I'm going to pull it to an end now. Uh, my intro music is uh, by Five Star Fool. It's called What Planet Are We On? Uh, I always have to say that. It's part of the rules. But... Uh, that's the way it is. Thanks for listening. Um, I should be able to get another one of these out before too long. Hopefully with some better content. This was just to get warmed up again. Thanks for listening. And as always, uh, catch you guys around. Toodaloo.